When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the latest episode of the Crankies Odyssey. We're looking at the, the autobiography of the Crankies fan, Dabby Dozy. Our amazing true story. Well, we'll see just how amazing it is because we haven't really started the story yet. Mm. Uh, we're at chapter one and it was where they talk about their childhoods I'm not always that asked about these sections of autobiographies where they talk nah. about their upbringing and all this and what it was like and how many family members they had and all yeah who cares stuff. about that unless it's something that is I always I'm only interested if it has something directly to do with what they later became yeah like yeah. how they contrive it in movies right so if it was the Crankies, the movie, and one day, hopefully, they they will do that. Perhaps this series will be the blueprint for that movie. Yeah, if a Hollywood studio buys this up, it would be great. And maybe we could get to go to Hollywood, like Clement and Lafrene went to Hollywood, didn't God, they? And that. carved out a living there. Imagine fucking me and you hell. sat by the pool fucking bashing out major Hollywood blockbusters. But well, I, I fancy being a right cut- hack. I don't want to be like a, a respected writer. No, I want no. to be a hack who just gets loads of work. Well, the thing with Clement and Lafrenia was they, what they did was they punched up loads of scripts and they, they weren't even credited for yeah. them. Yeah, we they can did, punch shit up for you. Yeah, no they just sat around and added some gags into scripts that were already yeah. pretty much finished. Around of course they did, mate. In Hollywood. We did we'll that. punch shit up. If you're, if you're a Hollywood fucking producer and you've got a script that you think it's almost there, but it's a bit flat. It lack, lacks any pizzazz. It needs some fairy dust sprinkled over yeah. it. Who was who has said that? Was that the Trogs? What was that? Anyway, oh, for, yeah, the Trogs tips. Yeah, yeah, that's worth. <laughs> we should deep. We should deep dive those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sprinkle some fucking fairy dust over it. Right, that's what we'll fucking do. Get us yeah. over there. We'll be over to LA in a fucking flash, mate. Punching the shit out of your scripts. I'm just checking. It's, it's got to be on YouTube. If you've never heard the Trogs tips, just go to YouTube and put in Trogs tips. What, what's his name again? The Reg, Re, Re, Reg Presley. Yeah, that's it. Reg Presley. Put some fucking fairy dust on it. <laughs> Is it there? Yeah. Someone's done an animated version of it. The Trogs tips, full extended 11-minute version. Very strong language. Um, Reg Presley, of course, took the... Um, royalties from Wet Wet Wet's Love Is All Around yeah. getting to number one which was a trog song and he spent the lot on investigating crop circles fucking legend 
We just need to do a deep dive on Reg Presley generally, I would say. <laughs> We're already getting diverted from the Crankies. Yeah. Anyway, going oh. back to the Crankies movie, if I was right... You've got to just... put... It, there's, the, there's, the, there's the quote there. You've got to put a little bit of fucking fairy dust over the bastards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want fairy dust on the Crankies movie, you, you'd want it to be like, oh, when I grew up, like you'd have Jeanette Cranky saying... You know, I grew up in a town where um, transvesticism was banned. It was illegal because it was a big church mm. town. And it was a yeah. bit like the plot to Footloose where there was a town that inexplicably banned all dancing, right? This was a town <laughs> and where... So we, we had to go into the woods and hide from the village elders and dress up. And us girls used to dress up as schoolboys and... Um, I got caught and the teacher said, Jeanette, no good will ever come of your life if you waste it dressing up as a yeah. schoolboy. And she would, then she said that. I looked back at her and I thought, I will make it my life's mission to prove you wrong. And then I would cut to 15 years later, a screen yeah. that just says 15 yeah. years later, a white text on a black background. Yeah. And it would be them at a working man's club just on their way, just yeah. on the cusp of stardom. And they've been on that journey. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> enough. In terms of childhood, that's just it. That's it. I remember Frank... Mm. Did you ever read Frank Skinner's autobiography? Uh, this I is like not. from back 2002. Um, no. It was really good. And he sort of said at the beginning, oh, whenever I read books like this by famous people, I just keep going, fucking hell, get to the bit where you're famous. <laughs> he writes that like on the opening page. He goes, so what I'm, yeah. But I don't want to completely leave out my formative years. So what I'll do is I'll jump back and forth so you don't get too bored. And that, yeah, worked, that worked quite well. That worked quite well. I like that method, mm. yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah, I usually just try and skim through the childhood bit and see if I can see anything interesting. Mm. Um, so there's bits that it tells you where they lived. My father was a miner, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mother worked in a munitions factory during the war. Yeah, lovely childhood um, but of course Jeanette is not the tallest lady in the world no uh, she says I, uh, although I was 8 pounds when I was born I was always small even when I went to school and became the smallest there I always remember I was so small my wee legs wouldn't reach the floor oh. even in the smallest primary one seats uh, and they took it at the doctors and the doctors just said when I was about three, the doctor said I wasn't grown very much. Ah, she's not grown very much. How can you do? <laughs> but back then, they just said this is going to be a small one, ah, as if there was nothing they could do about there's it. There's not much we can do for that. Other than we yeah. could put it on the stretching rack if you want, but it's it's a bit dangerous. But it's worth a go. Do you know which former England goalkeeper used to use a stretching rack? Uh, Dave Besson. No. Uh, that's why. Is that a nemesis England goalkeeper? Schultz. Shilton. He used to stretch himself. I think it was from the, the banister at the top of the stairs. Well, he should He'd have fucking done it a bit better. Then maybe he would have got to yeah. that fucking ball that that midget Maradona managed to or, fucking out jump him for. Yeah, or any of those penalties in 1990. Or that fucking ball that <laughs> spun over his fucking head in 1990 as well. It spun <laughs> off poor old Nosy Parker's ass. And spun over his head. <laughs> yeah, Shilton used to stretch himself. Uh, yeah, she. Um, 
the school nurse sent her to hospital when she was six. They did loads of tests and gave her a clean bill of health. She says, nowadays they would have given me growth hormones, <laughs> but not in the 1950s. I, did they do I, that I, I small be, children? I've not heard of growth hormones for children. Did they give growth hormones? No, I've never heard that in my life. She's making things. She's she's mental. I, yeah, I think that's just wishful thinking on her part. They'll just give you... Know. you they'll mix growth hormones into your morning porridge and you soup up. <laughs> She says, there's no condition or anything to label me with. I'm just small. All the boys at school used to call me the giant. Uh, which was irony. Way before it became fashionable, by the way. <laughs> They'd say, oh, here's the giant coming. They weren't bullies. They were just cheeky. And I was never bullied at all. <laughs> I actually kept growing until I was 16, just at about a third of the rate of everyone else, and stopped when I reached four foot five. Mm. <laughs> Quite a nice height, four foot five, I suppose. My, I've got, been... I've, I've got a mate who, um, nah, I better not say it's a bit wrong. I'll say it, but you can tell me to stop it because uh, if it's politically incorrect. But I've, right. I've got a mate who had it off with a, um, a, a dwarf, small person. Small person. You need to say it. The way I'm looking at you to wait for guidance. I do that with my missus as well when I'm talking in front of the kids. I leave a pause and she instinctively knows the word I'm about to use. And I look yeah. at her and wait for her to fill the gap with the appropriate yeah. word that you're supposed to use. Yeah, I don't want yeah, to cause offence, but it's hard when you get to our age, isn't it? Especially if you're a bit of a fucking cunt, like, you know, both of us are. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's a, yeah. People don't think enough about cunts. Do you know what I mean? We're the forgotten. Yeah. We're the forgotten. We're the silent majority. If anything, right? we're the ones that are prejudiced against. Yeah, that's right. For some not, reason. It's not <laughs> our fault we're on. cunts. That's just the way we was raised. And now... Yeah. We're the ones who are being targeted and bullied. Just we, we don't, don't even know we're being cut off the time. Yeah, that's the problem. So we were just raised like this. And the next thing you know, your kids are going, you can't say that. Oh, my God, I hate you, Dad. And it's like, well, I didn't know I was being a cunt. I mean, I'm willing to accept that I was, but... Yeah, and I'll try and change. No one tells, no one tells me anything anymore. Anyway, yeah, uh, but probably with that in mind, I'd probably better not tell my sex with a small person story. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably for the best. I can't imagine how it's going to enhance this podcast. I find anymore. short women very attractive. I'm not I'm not right. particularly okay. keen on, on a tall woman. How short woman. do you mean? What kind of height? Well, my missus is only like five foot two or something. Five foot two and a half, right. maybe something like that. Right. I think, I don't know, actually. Yeah, she's short. Oh, no. You've met my missus, she's pretty short. She's she's short. She's not like she's not about my height. She's, she's not, not extraordinary. No, she's not no? extraordinarily short. But I'm just she's gonna, not like Jeanette Cranky. No, she's not Are you that short. Her and ask I'm going to text her, her now. How tall she is? Yeah, because she's. Oh, it's a good I'm idea. in the beta modular. Okay. We can put this to bed once and for all. Yeah, exactly. It'll become top flight time machine cannon. Let's get to the bottom of this. How tall? What are you putting? Are <laughs> You, how tall are you? I can see her. Let's see if she. Oh. Are you watching her reply? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she? Yeah, yeah. She's seen it. I can see it. Her head twitched straight away when she received the, the text. Little, have you got the little reply. She's typing. Icon. She's typing. Five foot yeah. two. I was fucking Five right. Five two. Well, oh, yes. this is like an episode of Mister and Missus with yeah, Derek Beatty. Yeah, fucking knew it. Five foot two. She is gorgeous. 
That's the height for me. Five foot That's two. That's your perfect height. It's my perfect yeah. height. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'm six um, foot two. Funny, isn't it? Whole foot between. Well, us. I mean, I'm five foot seven. So I mean, a taller woman. I than can't that believe is. you thought that my missus was your height. You have met her on more than one attention. occasion. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I wasn't putting heights in memory banks and things like that. <laughs> Don't you assess oh. her. You assess people's spouses quickly. Delaney's wife. Let's assess her height. Roughly five <laughs> foot two. I'll make a note of that. Put that in the metal dossier. I'll just quickly <laughs> record that on my voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll join you for a drink in a moment, but I just need to update my memories. Uh-huh. <laughs> five foot two. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, small people. I think there's a um, dispensation for the pantomime of uh, Snow White. They still get to call them that word. Oh, but uh, we can't that. say it, yeah. We can't say it, no. Only they can. Yeah, that's uh, fair If you want the pantomime, you can't see it. I've got no problem uh, with that. If you're a new listener, don't don't think that we're the sort of people who go around going, um, of course you can't say that now. No, we don't do that. We no. don't. We don't. Yeah, we think anything you're not allowed say to things. say anymore, we're right behind it. I think you shouldn't be allowed to say more things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, if we're around our kids, we kind of try and say as little as possible so that we don't end up uh, in masses of trouble. My, it was my daughter's first day back at school. And as soon as I I was out, right, and as soon as I got in, I said to her straight away, how's your first day back at school? Right? How's your first day back at school? Mm. I really wanted to know. She said, first day in year 11. She told me, mm. but I was pretty tired and spaced out when I first got in because I was hungry. And when I get hungry, I'm a little bit like, I space out a bit, right? And she was telling me, and I was listening and nodding, and she got the right amp with me. And I said, what's the problem? She went, you're not really paying enough attention. Oh, uh, you were listening wrong. I was listening wrong. Uh. I get this with my daughter. I don't know if you get it, but it's like, funnily enough, I've never had that sort of stuff from my good wife. Right, she's no. pretty chill. Five foot two. My five. She's five foot two, and she is chill as fuck. So I'm lucky in both those respects. But my daughter makes up for it because she's like about five foot six. At le- ah. She's about five foot six. She might be pushing five foot seven, and she's constantly like it, it, nothing's ever enough. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you're listening, mm. but to be honest, you're not really responding enough, and it's like you don't yeah. care. And then. But the thing is, on another day, if I had, like, responded or asked too many questions, then I'm, like, mansplaining. I'm like, oh, Dad, why can't you just listen? You don't have to have an opinion on everything. You don't have to say... You don't have to respond all the time. Like, like a typical uh, man. Oh, it's all about yeah. you, isn't it? I'm like, okay, well, I'll just shut up and listen. Why are you just not saying anything? Why don't you care? Uh, I'm fucked, mate. I don't know what to That's tell how you. it is. There's no point in trying to figure it out or make it better. It just is what it is. Yeah. So you just got to just go with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, when Jeanette was seven, she started dancing lessons. Um, the classes were held in a little hut on the canal bank. It was yeah. two shillings for a tap lesson or two and six for a ballet lesson. She did both. Yeah. But um, that price, she might as well. She did <laughs> her first concert. Makes economic sense. Well, yeah, two shillings and two... What is two and six? No idea. Okay. I'll text my dad and ask him. No, you're all right. Okay. Uh, 
she did her first concert at Kirkintillock Town Hall at the age of seven where she sang the song Bimbo. And the ironic thing is she had to wear a little boy's outfit with a red cap just like Jimmy Cranky would always Oh, now this is what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's This is sort of what we were looking for, yeah. Uh, Yeah. She says, as soon as I put on the outfit, I found it really easy to be a wee boy. No problems at all, which was amazing because I wasn't a tomboy at all. I was a cute wee girlie. Well... She was cute. We've seen the pictures. We've commented before. She's quite attractive. I really like her hairstyle when, before you know, when she was still, yeah. Like there's a picture of her on her wedding day. She's gorgeous, actually. Yeah. Jalapeno. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Jalapeno. Um, the only trouble at school was a teacher called Miss Hall who did, took them for typing. Typewriter was too high, and she wouldn't give her a cushion to sit on. Instead, she made her take the drawer out of her desk, turn it upside down, and sit on that. The underside of the drawer was just rough wood, so it would give me splinters in my legs. I said to her, Miss Hall, this drawer is giving, my, giving me splinters in my legs. All she gave me was a yellow duster to put on top of it. I remember one day the drawer slipped off the seat and I went through the drawer and I got into a row for breaking it. So she's got a seat to sit on mm. and then she's making a balance on the drawer yeah. on top of the seat. That's not fair. Nah. That's, that's discrimination. Yeah. That's suckable now. Oh, you'd never get away with it these days. Uh, like everyone else, I got belted at school, she mm. says, which, of course, was, you know, everybody did back then, I guess. Yeah, I never did. did. Um, I mean, it was over by the time I, I was at belted. school. Yeah, no fucking hit me. I got pushed I was... over by a teacher once. Did and you? I had you, my dad... I don't know if he came in, but he wrote a stern letter and, and the teacher had to apologise to me. Because the, right. the cunt dislocated my fucking wrist. Fucking hell. Yeah. What did he push you over for? Because I was fighting with another kid outside his lesson and he, he really fancied himself as a bit of a hard nut, this RE teacher, right? RE. Miss Yeah, fuck off. Fucking oh, RE. That's, subject that, that's, not, that's not a hard cunt subject, is it? <laughs> of course it's not. Like, the hardest... Fuckers, obviously you got. Oh, you teaching me about fucking Moses. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Had a nice fucking afternoon reading the Bible again, have you? <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Anyway, yeah. Exactly. It's like you know, PE, geography, the sciences, particularly chemistry and physics. Um, those are the hard teacher subjects, aren't they? The soft teacher yeah. subjects are RE, English literature. That's the right softy subject, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, they're never going to win in a tear up. 
that. Your, your hard subjects are your metalworks and your woodwork, stuff Drama. like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Subjects. The men who wear, the, who wear brown coats when they're yeah. teaching. I remember our first metalwork lesson when the um, the teacher, he, taught, he showed us the four different files that we could use to oh, file metal with. File, man. And he took, he took great delight in telling us that one of them was called a bastard file. <laughs> you heard of the bastard file before, Sam? I'm going to teach you. I'm going to yeah. teach you, little cunts, about something called filecraft. <laughs> what the fuck? There it is. Do any of you fucking fairies know about metal? Fuck all, I'd wager. <laughs> but I tell you this, at the end of this term, you'll know enough. And you'll yeah. know the damage that a bit... You'll have first-hand knowledge of the damage metal can do to the human body. Metalwork was great. Did you do well, metalwork? No, nah, I didn't do it. I did like we did something called CDT, which is called Graph yeah. Design Technology, and that, it's that, supposed that to, came in in about nineteen eighty six for us. It was a yeah. mix of everything. Yeah, but I don't really remember much metal. It was there should no, have been we, metal involved, but it was mainly yeah, wood. We, we had a fucking foundry. Yeah, but you were in, you're in the industrial north. Like That's knowing what thing. to do yeah. with metal was more. It was just more important, and it was more it was in the blood. Really important. You were, yeah. you were either you were either being trained to go and work in a bank if you were clever, or yeah. work on a shipyard or down the pit. What? So you needed to do I metal saw, work. I was school. They taught you much about metal today. Good. Yeah. Just three double lessons of metal. Yeah. Have you had a go? What was on your the, other lessons? Have you, have, <laughs> you had, have you had a go on the bastard file yet, or what? Yeah. Because if you haven't, I'll be up that school. One of the lads got hit in the fucking eye because he laughed when he said bastard file. <laughs> good, good. Things are going well then. I knew it was a good school, that one. <laughs> yeah, metal work. We had the fucking lathes and the, the what do you call it, the furnace. We had a fucking Fuck furnace. Off. You had a furnace? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. mate, that's you amazing. You can't do metal work without a furnace. No, because you can't manipulate metal unless you fucking you heated it, it up, can you? Till it's Orange, yeah. Oh, and that then you must put have... it over the. But the, the amount of injuries there must have been because, like schoolboys, no schoolboys are gonna. If you give access, if you give schoolboys access to a fucking furnace, something yeah. bad's gonna happen, isn't it? Generally, didn't. There was a kind of an understanding that this was proper shit. <laughs> the motto of your school and was respect the furnace, but written in Latin. Furnace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the yeah, school badge was just a piece of metal. <laughs> piece of bent metal. A fucking <laughs> iron bar that had been bent in half. And heated up. First. It was orange in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so the bastard file, yeah, he told us the... How I many? Obviously, it was like lesson one. We were all like 11. Yeah. Slightly intimidated by the new school. Majorly intimidated by the fact we were in this metal workroom with a furnace and everything. a scary dude. And, and it... And he's gone. It was actually he wasn't scary. He was like a, quite a vuncular. Oh, sort of. It was an old fella, but he was a vuncular. Yeah, and he'd uh, probably been in the war. That's where he got yeah. his metal. Oh learning. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he just took great delight in telling us that one of the files was called a bastard file, and we all sniggered. He'll <laughs> be dead now. He'll be dead now. Probably that. I'd be massively so. dead. Shame. Yeah, I'd be Shame stunned if think. he's not. Uh yeah. So um, yeah, Puichinek got belted. Uh, you get belted for having a sweet, belted for yawning. They belted you for everything back then. 
<laughs> oh god, it must have been awful. Seriously, it must have been fucking awful yeah, to be been. at school that then. I mean, my know, my, my dad and my mum and my, I saw my uncle recently, and he was telling me. I mean, like they just got they went to schools with fucking priests, right? And oh. I, I, I said to my uncle outright, I said, "Did they nonce you?" Right? And he just laughed, and the the laugh was inscrutable, but it seemed to suggest. It like as if I'd said the bear shit in the woods. It was sort of mm. like that. It's like, of course they fucking nonce me. What do you think? But you just talk casually about how they just used to beat him up every day. This just beat, kind of just beat yeah. you for fun. And my mum went to school and she was taught by nuns, and she would always be panicking. My mum, that like her like, she would always feel like under pressure because the nuns were fucking terrifying. And when she was under pressure, she would wet herself. And if she wet herself, oh, no. the nuns would just beat her for it. They'd just, yeah. they'd, imagine wetting yourself and then getting beaten up by a nun for it in front of everyone. That's going to fuck you up. That was their education. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think it's a lot different now, but Catholic schools back then were fucking brutal. Yeah, they were... They I, know people, I know people who slightly older than me that went to... Catholic schools up here um, in the, the 60s time. and things like that and oh yeah brutality yeah on a daily I mean, basis my parents yeah. they both went to Catholic schools right and sometimes I think you know I'm sure a lot of people think this about parents I, I love my parents to bits but sometimes I think my parents are fucking in their own completely different ways off their fucking trolleys right they're both yeah. really weird people right <laughs> with like serious fucking personality defects but then I just think yeah but I mean fuck's sake no wonder do you know what yeah, I mean of course. no fucking yeah. wonder I mean you know I never got fucking beaten up by a priest or a nun I just went to school every day and had a bit of a laugh sometimes a fucking teacher would tell me off a bit for being cheeky and I'd be like yeah, yeah I got towed off right but that was about that was the extent of my fucking trauma at school oh you got pushed over that time yeah but yeah exactly going back to Mr. Hudson he pushed me over and I fell backwards and I put my arm out behind me and it bent my fucking hand right back and I was in a lot of pain and I did have to go to like A&E and have it strapped up but that Jesus. was it my dad I'm surprised he did write a letter because he must have thought yeah Try getting fucking battered and a finger up your ass off a priest, you cunt. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't know if that's what happened to my dad, but I wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah. yeah my, I mean, my uncle it. went to the same school and he was telling me about it. I know more about my uncle's education. He was a couple of years younger than my dad. And he, I know more about his childhood than my own dad's because he self-published an autobiography, right? <laughs> You've mentioned this before. I forgot and he's, about he that. called it. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. My uncle didn't. Uh, like I think he left school at like at those days. They let you leave at like fourteen or something. Oh, you go fourteen. Yeah, you just he go didn't fancy it. He so just he, going. he fucked yeah. off at fourteen. He told me about it the other day. He said the priest came round to his house and knocked on the door, and he was like, "Mrs. Delaney, we're here to say that Paul is a very evil and wicked boy, and we've had to be." <laughs> We've had to beat him an awful lot of times this time. and it, brings, it gives us no pleasure. It gives us no pleasure to beat him so it doesn't, but we think it's for the best that he never comes back again. Right, or something like that. Or no, they didn't say that. They said he's a terrible boy. He's very wicked. And we, you need to come in and talk about it. And my <laughs> scouse nan, right, they weren't expecting yeah. a scouser. 
right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they were in fucking leafy North London in Stanmore. Right. And she's just given them the right fucking Scouse doorstep, doorstep treatment and gone, Harry, fuck off, you fucking pervert priests. You don't want your rotten skull anyway. He's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and then, what? And he, he, he was cowering in his bedroom listening to this. And she came in and she said, Ben priests around. And he went, I heard, yeah. And she went, don't worry, you don't have to go back to that school. You can get a job if you want. I don't care about the academic stuff. I only care about your emotional well-being. That's what she said to him, apparently. Oh, that's nice. That's but, well, she says that, but she'd let him go to a fucking preschool where he'd been battered and probably nonced for the last five yeah, years. Yeah, but there might not have been any other options. No, there probably weren't, no. Um, got him a job, got him a milk round or something the following Monday. Anyway, everything was all right. I forgot to tell you this, but in the same meeting where I bumped into... Because uh, I literally just bumped into my uncle and he told me that and a couple of other things. But then he power played me. Do you know what he said? He went... What? It was the middle of the day when I bumped into him, right? So he was sort of being a bit judgy, like, what are you doing just hanging around in the middle of the day? I was with my kids. Well, what, what do you do with your life now, right? And I, what do you mean by that? And he went, well, have you got a job? Do you work? I thought, I said, Paul, I'm fucking 47. Don't talk to me like I'm some fucking school leaver, <laughs> right? And he went, I said, yeah, I do this and that. I thought, I'm not going to fucking justify it to you, right? And he went, yeah. you know what he said? He went, oh, yes. No, I know. I heard you've got this act. He meant me and you. <laughs> but act. He, he said it really sneeringly, like we were the crankies. And I mean, I know you've got your act, but do you have a job? Do you have a job? Yeah. Fuck. I hear you're in the variety halls now. That's what his implication ah, was. Ah. It's a terrible shame. We had such high hopes for you. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Now I can't oh. believe it. Well, I tell you this much, Cam. I haven't fucking self-published a book recently. About yeah. entitled an unqualified success, which is what he called him. What he called his own book, an unqualified success. Yeah, because he didn't. He left school. He didn't have any qualifications. You know, he grew up on a council estate. Left school yeah. boy and booted out by the priests. But then he went on to. He did have a successful career in the advertising industry, and uh, and he made a few quid. But and so he's proud of himself because he was from humble beginnings and didn't have an education. But then in his retirement, he thought, "Fuck this! I'm going to write a fucking book about it, publish it myself, and I'm going to call it an unqualified success." You con. <laughs> <laughs> Is it diveable? <laughs> oh, it's very diveable. I actually, I must admit, I read it, which no one else in my family did, because I thought right. if he's gone to the fucking trouble of writing it. And he's my uncle, yeah. and he's written this exhaustive fucking story of his life. I'm going to fucking read it because, of course, yeah, I, I feel family. almost, I feel almost obliged to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But in my family, as I told you, no one will ever praise you or even acknowledge anything that you do. And I knew I've published fucking books before. No cunt will ever say. No cunt will even fucking turn up to my launch party, let alone say well done. Right. <laughs> So I thought, so I felt that, and I thought, I'm going to read this book. So I read it, and I, I did send him a message and say, I really enjoyed it, and it was quite moving for me to learn some things about your life that I never knew, right? Mm. And he said that when he got the email, he cried. And, oh, I, right. and I was delighted by that, that I had made him mm. cry. And uh, he went, it was so nice, and I know, you know, you write for a living, blah, blah. But then when I bumped into him the other day, when he power played me by referring to my act, right? Act. It's not yeah. an act. It's actually a podcast, Uncle. 
<laughs> well, it's just an audio version of fucking self-publishing, actually, pal. Yeah, the so, difference is yeah. we've got an audience and we earn money out of it, right? Yeah. And um, and he goes, uh, and he went, yeah. And now I said, oh, I've done a new book. And he went, huh, no one ever read my book. And I said, I fucking did. And he went, did you? And I went, did I? I fucking wrote you a long email and you cried, you cunt. And he went, oh, I don't remember that. I mean, mind you, he is pretty old, so. Fair enough. We'll let him I mean, I'm painting a picture of a man who's 50% all right and 50% a cunt. And that's basically an accurate picture. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've come full circle, haven't we? We talked yeah. about us being cunts at the beginning of this, and now here we are. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it there. Next time, Jeanette will uh, be discovered by an impresario called Ron. <laughs> she will buy herself a rabbit fur coat for £30, Whoa, which I imagine in today's money is about £9,000. Yeah, I would think so. But I'll work that out. But more next week. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.